Mama, I have such a treat for you today. Are you, Mama, worried about the future of your daughter, whether or not you can help her with college tuition, what the future entails for her as she starts to adult? Maybe you have an older teen who's getting ready to move on to college, but you're kind of worried about how exactly do we fund this and what are the expectations around college? Or maybe you have a tween girl and although college may seem far away, it quickly approaches sooner than you know it. Today, I have a special guest, Kara Walker on, who is the host of Money and Mental Peace, where she talks about graduating and helping students graduate from college debt-free. In this episode, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about mentorship, we talk about starting conversations about dreaming, college, financial expectations, and finances in general, and how you can have those healthy conversations with your girl, even now. Hey mama, welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything even if she was scared and listened to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. Mama, this is my invitation to you. Join me and talk to your teen girl framework. It's a four week course that will get you started in creating a space for your teen to feel safe. And you'll learn to respond in a way where your teen girl will feel heard and understood. This is a time where you're building trust so that you can get what you want most from your daughter. And that is to come to you about anything and everything. So head on to TalkToYourTeenGirl.com. Are you ready? Okay, today, mamas, I have a special treat. I have a guest here. Her name is Kara Walker, and I'll have her introduce herself to you. But funny thing, how we met is uh, through a podcast, Sisterhood, and through a, a mastermind uh, that we've taken together, and we've connected in in that group and today I bring you here because she has so much wisdom in such a young age and uh, I don't want to burst her bubble and her introducing herself to you so I'm just going to go ahead and let her say hi. That's so nice of you to say because like I feel like the last couple weeks I've been just like praying for wisdom so I mean maybe I've learned some stuff in this round but like uh, we always need to grow in wisdom. So that's, that's, I, I, that's very nice of you to say though, but yeah, I am Kara. Um, I like to have my little bio as I am a debt-free college graduate, really nerdy into personal finance. And I am interested in goal setting, debt-free lifestyle and amateur snowboarding, totally amateur. And my new thing is pickleball. I don't know if 
anybody out there has heard of that but it's like on fire now everybody loves it so yeah so I thought it'd be great I think I want to say maybe we reached out I don't know several months ago but it's just a period of of life conversation happening and Mm -hmm. um she's gonna come on my podcast too but yeah I just thought it'd be a great (laughs) time to connect because I I deal with stuff that helps your daughters any of you listening um because I help students find scholarships and pay for college without student loans so that's my little spiel and I'm happy to be here Oh, goodness. I wish I would have known you like 30 years ago when I was in college (laughs) (laughs) because it took me quite a while to pay my college debt down. And I wish I had the option to know that I didn't have to pay it down because you being very smart with uh, having to go debt free and graduating without having debt is it's something that us moms really desire for our daughters especially for our own pocketbook (laughs) so so, yes and uh going back going back to pickleball that is something my husband and I want to pick up so yes I think a lot of moms our age that are in midlife are picking up that sport too (laughs) yeah okay so our topic of conversation for you mamas is um really I talk a lot about building community around yourself knowing that you are not alone in raising teen girls, but also for your daughter. Did you know that it's exhausting to be the sole person to raise your daughter, that we do need a village of people surrounding us and surrounding your girl to kind of speak into your daughter as well. We talk about open communication, but sometimes open communication doesn't mean that you and your daughter only have the open communication, right? It could be through specific people that are intentional in their lives that you trust to speak wisdom in them. So today I asked Kara to come on because of what she does. She helps girls or people going into college find scholarships so that they don't have to pay for college. And in return, she's actually being a mentor to them, having to speak to them, having to give financial wisdom going into college and and coming out debt-free. So I specifically asked her to come on because she is a mentor to young adults and to teenagers, whether she knows it or not, (laughs) and how important it is for us mamas to have them in her life and in our life. So- well, thank Kara. you so much. Do you mind if I throw this out there? Also, it's also for anybody who's already in college. If your child is already like older teen, like 19 or, or older, just saying they can be in college and do this too. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Being in the middle of college, they can change yeah. their path, right? They can stop paying for tuition <laughs> right in the middle of college. That's awesome. Okay, Kara. So talking about mentorship, I know in your position, you find yourself, um, having to guide teenagers and young adults in this area of, I I would say transition, right? Because they're becoming more independent and literally it's on their pocket. Like parents can choose to financially contribute, but really it's on, on them. Right. Yeah. I mean, parents sometimes get the overwhelming pressure and like, I need to be doing all this and also paying for all my kids college and all this and that and the other thing. And sometimes they do it to the detriment of like their own retirement. Like you're going to retire, but you don't know if your kid's going to go to college. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. There's a ton of students who are really successful without college or with like trade school or whatever. So 
you don't have to, there's no Bible verse and there's no law written in that you have to do it all yourself. And also it's really a student's responsibility. You're in the phase of like coaching and friendship, you know, in sort of something like this. So I would totally agree with that. Yeah. So tell me, what is your role or what have you found um, as a mentor, right? Your responsibility um, with helping young adults and daughters. I mean, from a mom's point of view, she's thinking like, how could I trust somebody else to speak into my daughter's life that I can only do? (laughs) For one thing, your daughter already has a bunch of people speaking into their lives <laughs> um, or her life. There's even multiple. And so I think it's great that whoever is listening, that you want to be intentional about that and vet that because that is that's helping raise and shape your daughter. Right. Um, but just to clarify your question, you mean like, why would they listen to what I have to say? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like versus yeah. what's the benefit of having somebody outside of yeah well because um you know here's the idea of like um Jeannie and I have dealt with trying to like build business and whatever and the idea on like we could do it all but eventually it'd be nice if there's only things that like us as like CEOs could do versus like hire someone Mm -hmm. um and so there are instances where your student needs you as their mom I'm so used to saying student but daughter as their mom and a lot of that ties into all these hats of like coach and chauffeur and like nurse and all these things but there comes a time that you want to be the friend you want to be the confidant you want to be this that and the other thing and it's okay to outsource different things to people who have different advice or about things but of course vet them yourself like it's great to be a hands-on parent who's not just like here's the internet go wild you know like that that could be dangerous um but in my scenario I mean, I this is a great question, Jeannie, because it's challenging me because I rarely have people that are like, um, why should a, a parent refer them to you, like trust you? But I would say that um, people are still listening, so it works. I have almost 300 episodes out. And also, I really have it faith-based mm-hmm. and recommend people to not only take my word for it, but be researchers themselves. So take the advice that I lay out on podcast, or if anybody ever wants to work with me and pray about it. That's usually one of the first tips I give about it, as well as asking wise counsel. So I think perhaps, um, I don't have kids at this point, I would love to, but if I ever found somebody to like help my kid, if they were like, if the, the other person was like, I only have all the answers. You don't have to ask anybody else. Like, my goodness, my kid's like joining a cult or something. Like, what is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, if there's any time that somebody says, don't ask questions, just do what I say, that's a red flag. So I think um, I could be beneficial to your daughter, whoever's out there listening, because I always like to refer them back to God and back to wise counsel, which I believe includes you as the parent, but also learning to research stuff themselves. And then I also have tips on just random stuff for paying for college. And I really want students to be able to be debt-free because I want them to be able to do the next step that God's directing them to in life without 
that debt hanging over their heads or to stop what their purpose is doing. And then also it just helps relationship with you, the parent, because if there's any money stress around anything, that's very emotional and can really mess with the relationship as well. It's the cause of most or a lot of divorces in the U.S. And I know that's different as a parent-child, not really a divorce situation, but it can be a, it can be hard. And I just think all around, it's great to um, just keep getting other advice, wise counsel, and always watch, like you said, what your, what your daughter's listening to, because that's very good oversight. I love that. I love that wisdom. And I loved how you said that, yeah, finances is like a number one reason why I think most marriages end in divorce is because of finances. And some of these finances are, are sourced from, you know, financial obligations of their children, right? Mm-hmm. And it causes uh, stress within the marriage. So I get that. So, okay, going back to finances and conversation. So this podcast is about open communication. What have you found to be like a touchy subject when it comes between, you know, parents and their kids when it comes to like funding their college sure um this comes back just the total communication of is are there expectations on either side so i'm not sure it's exactly a a a specific thing like gas money but it's more of like the expectations unlike um i had grown up I remember there was some phase, even when I was really young, hearing about people saving for their kids' college. And I remember I asked my parents if, like, the penny jar that we threw change in was for my college or something. Like, who knows that it, co- like, it was, like, 85 cents. And I was like, is that for my college? Or something like that. But it wasn't. But um, there's there's views on, like, perhaps the child... The, your daughter has, I don't know, has been working or not. And you're thinking, oh, I bet they're saving for college. And they're thinking, I'm so glad my parents are saving for college because I can spend this money on clothes. Like there's just the expectation, I think, is where the question mark is. I remember listening to, so I'm a Dave Ramsey fan and listening to someone calling in about how there is actually a son, but their child had been working so much and so hard and found out as it got close to college, they didn't have any money for college and they were really disappointed in their son but Dave was like did you lay out the expectation that they should be saving for it they're like no we just thought that he was or something like that like be careful that your expectations of how you would do things doesn't mean that's how your child would react or vice versa I think it's just a clear conversation on like do you even want to go to college or doesn't even have to be college it's handing your finances living at home is there just even and and probably not I'm not a uh, parenting coach but just in the general gist of what I've seen probably not walking up and being like hey kid like just FYI we're not giving you any money for college like that's really blunt and maybe that's the case but I mean starting the conversation of like what are your dreams what are you interested in doing how do you think that we're going to fund this like asking your student questions and then I just really think it's the communication of expectations on is anybody paying for this one way or the other? Or does the other person party think the other party is doing it? Um, yeah, I would say that's a really hard situation. Is that niche specific enough what you meant? Oh, no. Yeah, no, I I, I love what you were saying that about expectations. Sometimes we, both parties make assumptions like, oh, this person, he, he is working or she is working. So she is saving money for college. 
And then you were saying by, but when the time comes, each person's expecting the other person to fund their college and because it's really, you know, their child's dream. Why would I have any responsibility, you know, with that, where I think the communication is very important as far as expectation. And I like how you say you got to start with dreams. And that's something that my husband and I have done from the very beginning when the kids were little, like what, what do you like? What do you aspire to be? Um, and I think from there, it kind of makes it clear, right? Where their path may lead them. They might, we can never predict the future, but it gives you a good hint of, are they college bound or are they, you know, trade school bound, or maybe not even taking any type of education afterwards. Right. Mm -hmm. So as far as, um, communication, uh, and dreams, what are some tips you would like, you could give parents who are listening, moms who are listening about starting that conversation? Sure. I think it could depend on the age level. I'm Mm -hmm. sure. Um, unlike young tweens versus like they're graduating high school in a month, you know, of course there's different conversations, but, um, I think starting conversations are always good with questions, right. And positive questions, like, what are you excited for? Like just conversing, actually listening. And also I remember a lot of times I just learned by example, or at least horror stories like, oh, I hear about so-and-so and so so much debt. I don't want to go into that. Have you actually shared with your daughter financial struggles that you've had? And that might be so scary because maybe you grew up in a household that never talked about money. And I don't mean you have to tell them everything, but there does come a point that it is helpful for transparency to, um, uh, do they even understand what debt does? Like how much the the income accrues and all this stuff. And so I, I understand, I don't really have like an exact start with this question because of course it depends on the age range and the conversation, but there's very much always just like the positive parenting aspect of it, right? Like mm-hmm. starting with a positive question and listening and also being uh, like kids are amazed. I think sometimes when parents are vulnerable and actually share a struggle, like it, like, and, and if, if you have been thinking like, Oh, I did this, this and that, I want it different for my daughter because of how much I love her. Not like, if you don't do this, you're going to end up like me. Like it's so negative, you know, like, like sometimes there's a time of vulnerability about your situation as well as asking questions about theirs. And I'm not sure there's an exact question or way I have to start with that. But I think of course it can depend on um, the age range of just like a general talking about likes and interests if they're younger or if they're older and actually like looking into different degrees or shadowing, just asking questions around there. I just think it's asking questions and listening and then slowly fitting in a vulnerability, which is scary to be honest. But how did you learn, whoever's listening, how did you learn about the positive or negatives of money? Probably what you saw with your parents even if they told you it or not, or if they just had emotions around it. I'm actually listening to an audiobook now by Rachel Cruz. It's called Know Yourself, Know Your Money. And it's like the different ways you've grown up with like scarcity or abundance or feelings of anxiety or stress around money or just peace and how that can help your um, then down the line of your like kids and grandkids. And so I think that really applies to it. It's very much more like the psychology and abstract of it. <laughs> I love that. I, I love how you are utilizing and um, I haven't read that resource, but I do understand that a lot of the things we grew up with 
when it comes to finances, whether we talked about it with our parents or not impact the way we parent towards finances with our kids. We kind of almost want to have them avoid what we've done. But I love how you said come come at it through a positive spin because we don't want to project. And I talk about this all the time. We don't want to project our past experiences onto our kids because then that then we're parenting through fear, right? We're parenting through, through fear and avoidance where we want to kind of shift back, recognize, okay, that was my past, but that doesn't have to be the future of my kids. But asking, you know, things that relate to promoting to move forward to abundance to something that's positive. I love that. Um, you also said lean in by example or learn by example and sharing stories of vulnerability. I like how you said start with positive questions, then listen. And then when there comes a point to be vulnerable about your own stories of, because I think that's important if they don't ever see consequences or even um you know even even the fruits of being obedient with finances right and how god can pull you out of that uh i don't think they'll they'll know the impact unless they experience it themselves um i actually came my own college experience is that i was fortunate that the military paid for my tuition oh great but here's the caveat nobody taught me about student loans <laughs> And the real use of student loans. So I was like, oh, free money. I can use this to buy my books. And actually, I don't have to work during school. So I could live off my student loans. And then I had to pay pay for it back. And, you know, then some, right, with interest. So how would you, listening to a mom like me who had this experience, properly advise your moms to help them advise their daughters to see that type of impact. I know that it's sharing stories, but is there anything specific? Because I know it can be tricky. Like girls can be like, don't tell me what to do with, with what I want to do, you know, as far as being responsible and financially responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look up something that they can look up and I'm trying to look what the answer is but it's it's like a comparison between debt interest accruing and um compound interest let me see if i can find it oh compound interest compounding interest um and and i don't even know if like people even just 20 30 40 80 even understand this um but it's basically it talks about um i couldn't find it off the top of my quick search but basically dave ramsey talks about it and there's two guys like dave and sean or something like that mm -hmm. and it's explaining how um something visual and this could depend of course if your student is like into like math or visual or not but i think it could still help and it literally lays out like one guy started investing so much money when he was 20 and he invested only for 10 years 20 to 30 and then he stopped putting money in there but the but the compound interest kept accruing another guy didn't start investing until he was 30 and kept investing for like 30 years so just i'm trying to it's hard when you can't like sh visually show it but if someone's listening basically the first guy only invested like 10 years early the second guy invested like 30 years but like later at a later age Mm -hmm. When they both reached, I don't know, it was like 60 or 70, it shows the example. The first guy who invested early had even more money 
even though he only put money in for 10 years versus 30 years he had even more money because of compound interest like you as a mom do you even understand compound interest and then how that's the opposite with debt like imagining you graduate with and it's just a low round number but ten thousand dollars in debt but you only plan a minimum payment that can take you 10 20 years but imagine you had either no debt or even you had $10,000 to start investing in 10, 20 years, you could have a hundred thousand dollars. That's a very general rounded amount. Of course, it depends on the economy at the time and percentages and you got to diversify, et cetera. Go get a financial advisor. But like, do you even understand that? Like not you, Jeannie, but just like whoever is listening, you know, <laughs> yes. um, the amazingness. And that's where I would use it to dream. Even getting to the point on sometimes we're like, probably like, don't, like you can have your kids dream but not be unrealistic well there's right. a time for that like I'm not sure they're gonna ride a unicorn every day of their life unless if we find them I'm all for that but I mean <laughs> like if they're actually dreaming of like every year once they turn 30 traveling around the world for a month once a year because they got time off. I don't know just like something like that that's actually possible. There are people out there who retire at 30, 40, and I'm not saying they want to do that, whatever, but because of the compound interest and becoming financially independent, like they actually know not just like, I love it. Like ask about their dreams, share your vulnerabilities is so great, but also what about the, the keep going? Like Dave Ramsey has a book called everyday millionaires. It's Mm. people, apparently the millionaires in the U S um, the average amount that he did the first study in like 10,000 millionaires and to clarify millionaires is a net worth of a million. So it could be in your house too. It's not that you're earning a million every year, but um, the majority that like the top list of uh, um, job careers for millionaires were um, I'm, I, I might get these out of the order, but I know the top five were like teacher, engineer, middle manager um, and nurse was only like down to like the fifth. And it wasn't even like doctor, lawyer, whatever. It's because of compound interest. They had like no debt and they just started compounding it. Like, do you as a mom even understand this? Can you tell I'm getting passionate and excited about this? I love this. <laughs> I, I love that you daughter, are. <laughs> <laughs> does your daughter even understand this. Does she understand that she could get to the point of like, I don't know what she want to do. Does she want to have a pool in her backyard her whole life? Does she want to she have a heart to adopt 10 kids and have sufficient money for all of them and, and even have a cleaning lady. So she doesn't have to do that while she raises her kids. Like what does she want? Like it's so possible with no debt and compound interest, but of course placing their faith in God because the economy can shift. Like this is a long-term type of thing. That's not the only thing. Um, That's also, I did not mean to throw out so many books, but just, I'm not <laughs> recommending myself just throwing out ideas like there's a book called The Latte Factor and I'm not saying don't go buy coffee or get a latte but this lady instead of making coffee at home would always have really expensive lattes she'd make she figured out if she ended up investing that much how much she could retire like 10 years earlier or something like we need examples you know exactly you, you show the vulnerability but you show it's possible and I'll stop talking now because I get excited about that but that's what I would advise what do you think about that I think that's great for, I mean, to give concrete examples of what the future could look like just, and we do that with our own kids. We tell them, hey, start investing now. This is how much you can get by the time you are retirement age, you would be well over a millionaire. I mean, it, it excites some of my kids, but not all of my kids. I right. Think it, right. It depends on the personality, right? Yeah. <laughs> it might be like they just want to be able to go on vacation or just to right. buy a gadget or, or give, you know, but it's right. something. Yeah. Right, exactly. Not having to 
feel like you're always what we call the rat race, right? You're always trying mm-hmm. to get out of debt or if you can avoid being in debt by being smart with what you need, right? Mm-hmm. And how you can put it somewhere else. I think that's a, amazing. I think we're equipping our younger kids, our teenagers already, because I think they're pretty savvy and pretty smart. And because they have access to so much information that they probably hear about a lot of this already. It's just, they need someone to guide them. They need somebody to tell them this is what it means to do this. And, you know, in a world of instant gratification, it kind of teaches them how to be delayed about it and how to be smart about it, which is why I love what you're doing is really to teach them how to be debt-free because nobody ever wants to be ready to work already owing money. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And and it's just not a great feeling. And if we can help our moms help their daughters, you know, cut that off at the head, right, then they'll be set up for so much more. You know, when we talk about um, dreaming, that they're able to dream that dreams aren't, you know, muffled because of debt, right, because they're being smart about it. Um, it's like two, so- fa- like the family legacy is being changed. The family legacy is being changed, changed chains, debt chains are being broken because they're changing the way they want to spend money and the way they look at money. Right. Uh, And, you know, I know that's always a desire for moms. I won't say always, but it's the majority of moms really want their girls to be smart about their finances and about, and it starts off with, um, dreams versus wants and needs right mm-hmm. um what have you found and i know you work with a lot of young adults even teenagers really having this desire to find scholarships because they want to be debt free and i'm sure you've talked to moms as well helping their kids in this process what is the number one tip you would give a mom in directing to want to even look for scholarships. Cause I think of my own kids, just like, it's such an abstract thing for them that they're just like, yeah, I won't qualify or yeah. Um, that's for smart people. <laughs> no, it's for like anybody people. And also sometimes some scholarships aren't even like awarded. So it could be for others. Like I have a friend who's a guy who applied for a women's scholarship cause he found it and nobody had applied. So he got it. He got this women's scholarship and he was very, he's like, I'm not, I'm not a lady, you know? Uh, so <laughs> there are some out there. Um, yeah. So, well, you know, okay. First real quick, you know how um, Jeannie, you know how you and I learned like what we think people might want versus the market research of what they actually want. Yes. Um, I thought it was more of like this debt-free course that I was trying to set up and it wasn't really selling. And then I was like, oh, people just want me to help them find scholarships. And then I started getting clients. Right. And so I think um, it's kind of comes down to that because sometimes you can only see so far in the future. Like if your mom listening to this and you're like, yes, change the family tree, debt free compound interest. But your kid might be like, that's cool, mom. But like, I can only see a year ahead or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I think sometimes uh, different kids, like I liked the long-term view and I hooked onto that, but you're you're, not all your kids are going to do that. Sometimes it's a short-term and even laying out like, how are we going to pay for this much for this next year or what you're interested in doing? And so I think 
um, your question, and I'm going to re rephrase it. Tell me if I got it right. was basically how do we kind of like inspire kids to be interested in looking for scholarships? Is that right? Yes. Cause it's, yeah. you know, moms, I think that's the worst thing is like moms dragging their kids to go yeah. and it becomes mom's duty instead of their daughters actually desiring this for yeah. themselves, you know? Yeah. I think that can come really down to boundaries, um, which I know is kind of all so a vague answer <laughs> but like but like if if there's a point that you're asking encouraging your daughter to look for scholarships and there's not an oomph behind her to do that I think we got to get down to the main reason is mm -hmm. it because it's your dream not hers to do the college plans is it because there's not communication that has happened where she's like, she might be thinking, I'm not putting words in her mouth, but she might be thinking, yeah, I want to do this college and whatever, but mom's already always paid for stuff for me or bailed me out or my friends got it paid for with loans. So like, there's always something like if you reach a point that you're dragging your kids to do scholarships or you're doing it all for them. Now, if you're helping them, like they're doing it and you also help with it, like that's great. But like you're the only one or you feel like it's pulling teeth, then there, there's something wrong in communication there. Is it your dream? Is it is it is there communication that they know that you're not paying for it all? Is there time for maybe a little tough love, like just reminding you? you know, I'm here to help you with scholarships, but we're not paying for all this or we're paying for this much or whatever. And it's their choice to do it or not. And maybe it's you as a mom needing to sit down and journal or go to therapy. I don't know of like, <laughs> if somebody's yeah. not doing what I want them to be doing, can I let them go and let them fall? Because if you're the one pulling your student to be doing that or, or just filling them out yourself, I mean, if you're doing it to be nice and they're so appreciative and they're trying to work on it too, but they're so busy, like that's different. But if it's like, you're the only one or it's like nagging or all this, there's just something, there's just, there's just not the same level of desire for this. It just, it might get to the point of either you're, you've enabled them and that sounds like a strict, like a harsh word, but I mean like always bailed them out or something or, or made it work for them. And so they think you will in this case, or I'm not saying they're terrible people in that, or they're just not interested, you right. know, um, I'm not sure again, Jamie, I, if I have no. an exact answer because I don't know the life situation, but like, what do you right. think of all that? And do you want me to get more specific on a certain area? No, I love how you said all that. I mean, it really does come to boundaries. It's sometimes we can get so involved, especially, I mean, preteen stage, it's, it seems so long to think about it, but in reality, we do have a small gap. It's about seven years, really seven mm -hmm. years, but it's more of the desire of letting go of what your dream for your daughter is to allow your girl to dream about what her dream is. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love how you brought that up. Is this your dream or not, or hers? Because if it's her dream, she would be more willing and apt to listen and do what it takes to get it done. Right. With the expectation, if you've already marked the clear expectation of, Hey, we're not paying for college or we're paying for half if you decide to go full time. So we're going to have to, you're going to help guide you to figure out what the other half is going to be for you. And if that was a clear expectation, then there are no surprises for her to drag her feet to go and like reach out for your services, right. Mm -hmm. And find those scholarships that she can qualify for. But in the end, it's really allowing moms and a mom's 
love us through this as we say this, we fear the consequences that they're going to face. So we try to prevent it from happening at it at an expense, right? So what happens is we enable them by doing it for them instead of allowing natural consequences to happen. Oh, you missed the deadline. Well, there goes that scholarship. How are you going to pay the other half? Even if it comes to the point where it's like, you're going to have to work and maybe get accepted next year into college, you know, but it's a life lesson that needs to be learned because as an adult, there are no hand-me-outs, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I love how you said that too. And being, speaking of village and community, if you're, if, if I'm saying it and you're saying it, it must be true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So thank you for clarifying on that. Um, you know, I, I want to wrap this up. Okay. (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to say? No, I I think it's, well, actually one more little thing. If, if you're a woman of faith, are you actually praying with your daughter over this and praying for her or encouraging her to pray because that's the true direction. So I just throw that out there. Right. No. And I love that too. It's, it's pray about it. It's, is it my control or out of my control? What can I control when I, what can I not control? Right. Um, And I want to sum up what you said today, just to help recap this idea of village, a second opinion and talking about finances when it comes to moving beyond teenhood and and actually adulting (laughs) is um, you said, you know, starting to have those conversations, even as tweens, positive questions and listening about what do they want? What are their dreams? really listening to them and really helping guide and form, it could be a loose path because they can always change their mind, form a path and a direction of where that might lead, right? But also being vulnerable and sharing stories around finances of what debt can do, what has it done in your own life. Um, And then you said, keep going, right? To keep on going. What was that again with Dave Ramsey? Um. Which I don't, I, I said a couple things about Dave Ramsey. I know. <laughs> keep go. Oh, keep going. Like not, not stopping where you're at, but just to continue to see what's next. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of the instance back on like your, your kids are watching you. A lot of times they'll pick up more around money of what you do than what you say. Right. Um, you know, and just, yeah. Communication and all the things. Right. And keeping in mind long-term and short-term views as far as boundaries are concerned, right? Allowing, Mm -hmm. like when it becomes a task, and I think this is so beneficial to why we need mentorship and we need to be intentional about who we put in our daughter's life, that these boundaries could also mean, I am not going to talk to you about scholarships. I'm going to allow somebody else that's an expert at it that shares the same values as me to speak into your life because I value our relationship over what my desire is for you, right? Because that could strain your relationship and your communication that you're trying to build. Mm -hmm. So also like allowing other voices, other expertise, other mentors speak into your girl's life as well. Like you, Kara, and what you do. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for, you know, talking about finances, debt, college, dreaming, we talked a lot about a lot of things, but I also feel like someone who's not a mom 
right? Yet, <laughs> but definitely speak into the life of young adults and teenagers. Really need we need to hear from you and what your views are in speaking to our girls because maybe there's something we can pick up on how we approach our girls or pass it on to somebody else to do that work, right? Um, before we leave, again, tell us what you do, where we can find you so that moms here who are interested in learning more about what you do can go find you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I have a podcast. It's called Money and Mental Peace. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all the places, Money and Mental Peace, where I help students find scholarships and pay for college without student loans. And you just come listen it's all for free i do other stuff if you want to dig deeper i help people find scholarships and such but just come listen to all the the free content you know and send it to your kiddo whatever works <laughs> would love to have you <laughs> like i said i wish i had this resource when i was in college because i think i would my pocketbook would have really appreciated it <laughs> okay friend if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way i'd love for you to share it you can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.